0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential Member of the Media and Editor over at lockedonpelicans.com, Jake Madison at Knowledge Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Tuesday, day after a big victory in the state of Louisiana. Yes, the Pelicans beat the Detroit Pistons down about half their roster. I will recamp this game for you. We'll do the good and the bad of this one. And then in the third segment, look at Zion's return. We are really, really close. We've basically got it narrowed down to two dates. Let's talk about it here in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So a game everyone was watching here in New Orleans and the state of Louisiana, worldwide too, I'm sure. The Pelicans took on the Detroit Pistons. We talked about who was maybe gonna play in this one, and basically none of those guys played in this one. Derek Favors out, JJ Redick out, Brandon Ingram uh, was a surprise inclusion on the injury report. He was out as well, no Zion Williamson. I'm probably forgetting a name because there were so many of them in this one. But you know what? The Pelicans battled. It wasn't pretty at times. But they got the victory over the Pistons 117, 110 in overtime and at the end of the day just getting the results is what matters there were times when it looked like they were going to fade away but they didn't they pushed through and you had some standout performances from some of these guys out there out on the court so we're going to look at that coming up here right now so by the numbers in this one you had each one more in the starting lineup 36 minutes for him 16.7 boards 3 assists Nicolo Melli getting the start with all the injuries to the front court 20 points for the Italian older rookie very cool to see three rebounds two assists he was two of four from deep he was good in this one Jaleel Okafor really shined and we'll talk about his game coming up here 25 points on the night 14 boards including six offensive five assists as well for the big man he just straight took it to um, Andre Drummond in this one you don't even need Zion Williamson if you get that kind of production from Jalil Okafor I'm kidding. We still want Zion Williamson back. Josh Hart's still in the starting lineup while Drew Holiday's been out. That's who I was forgetting. 11 points, six boards, two assists, three made threes in this one. And then Lonzo Ball was... Okay, not the best. He struggled to score in this one, but 17 points on the night, 12 rebounds, 9 assists to go along with 7 turnovers on 7 of 23 shooting, including 3 of 9 from deep. We'll break that down in a minute here too. Jackson Hayes, 8 points on the night, 6 boards. He was eh. Frank Jackson was very aggressive at times. The shooting numbers don't really show it, but he was out there really trying to make plays. 13 points for him on the night on five of 13 shooting, 0 for 4 from deep, but eight rebounds, which is a career high along with an assist and a steal. Nikhil Alexander-Walker getting fewer minutes than Frank Jackson in this one, five points, just one of four shooting. Then Zylan Chatham, the two-way player for the Pelicans recalled due to all of the injuries they had, two points on the night. In, I think, I can't remember if he's played before. Um, but so the good from this game for the Pelicans certainly is going to be Jalil O'Clefort. Andre Drummond's not the max player like the Pistons tried to tell him and he wouldn't listen, but he's not bad either. And he's probably the most attractive guy out there at the trade deadline. And he looked straight up silly. He was minus 12 on the night, 5 of 14 from the field, 10 rebounds. And in a game that went to overtime, he played 22 minutes because Jalil Okafor just took him to the basket on his little spin move every single time. He was also out hustling him on the boards, and I think that's a really big deal. Sometimes you get bad jaw. And then sometimes you get really good jaw, and this is one of those really good Okafor games. And this is why you saw the team let his contract guarantee and not waive him. For a million and a half, you have a guy who can step in and do some of this. You're not going to get this on a nightly basis. You're not going to get close to this on a nightly basis. But he went out and straight, played, and took advantage of the opportunity given to him. And that's one of the other things I love to see. This guy is out there battling, knowing that once everyone's healthy, he's down in the pecking order in the front court. But he saw his opportunity, and he went out and played as hard as he could and had a very measurable impact on this game, likely helping them win. They don't win unless he has that kind of game. I think that's a pretty impressive night from him. um, Lonzo Ball, again, mixed night. I don't know if if we're doing the good and the bad here, if you'd call him the good, but he certainly wasn't bad. 17 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 assist shy of a triple-double. And I don't think one count. They gave him one in overtime, which retroactively they're likely to go back and give him. He's gotten two triple-doubles now that are not on game days. The Pelicans PR account kind of tweeted this out as a joke saying for now his line is 17, 12 and nine. For now thing is key because stat adjustments have hit him twice that have given him a triple double. So very cool to see he's likely gonna get another one here. Played 45 minutes in this one. Early on in the game, he was excellent, aggressive, attacking, driving, and then using that aggression to create plays for other. And then when teams were kind of when the the defense, particularly Christian Wood, wasn't rotating over, which might be just that Christian Wood isn't great on defense, wasn't rotating over to help because he was so worried about a dump off pass to a guy in the dunker spot that he just took it to the rack and scored that way. Now he had to earn this because he had a very poor shooting night and late in the fourth quarter wasn't the best, but overall he was good in this one. And that fourth quarter is where this team really did struggle. We'll talk about that coming up in the bad part of the recap here. But before I do that, don't forget the Pelicans official Twitch show on the fly. Coming back, I think on Thursday, we are going to be live from the Smoothie King Center before the game. Answering your questions in the chat. Go to twitch.com slash PelicansNBA. We're going to have a lot of fun with this one. So jump on in there. Interact with us. Ask your questions. Tell us what you're thinking about this team. Also, be nice. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait. Me, myself, and Gus Cattengill of ESPN Radio 100.3 FM here in New Orleans. Uh, again, twitch.com slash PelicansNBA. So the bad from the Pelicans 117-110 win over the Detroit Pistons again. The game everyone watched as LSU as I'm recording this just wrapped up the National Tiger title. So go Tigers, I guess here, even though I'm a Tulane guy. So the fourth quarter of the game, not so great for New Orleans. They had a comfortable lead, but for the final 5 minutes or so, the offense really just completely fell apart and they weren't really able to muster any sort of scoring. And we've seen this before. We've seen this team struggle in late in the fourth quarter in crunch clutch situations and then lose a very winnable game and after playing so well and down so many guys you kind of felt like this would really be a shame to let this one slip away but They didn't, despite kind of struggling and almost letting it happen. Uh, They, you know, went out and played well in the fourth quarter, led by Frank Jackson at times, particularly on the last play when it was a tie game and you have Derrick Rose driving and trying to score. He played very good defense, did not let Derrick Rose get the shot at the rim that he'd want and ended up being a miss. But you saw this team kind of rally late, just get enough buckets and get to the free throw line to kind of score enough to get it to overtime. But it wasn't pretty, and they were in danger of losing what should have been a very easy win at times for them. This Pistons team is bad, like really, really bad, and it doesn't seem like they even want to be there anymore. But... They let that team kind of hang around. Now, the good news is, in overtime, they really turned it back on. We haven't seen this Pelicans team do that, and they did. They went out and they played exceptionally well. Melly was playing well. Lonzo Ball was playing well. And in the fourth quarter, he kind of wilted a little bit, and that's why I didn't want to throw him under all of like the good stuff that I'd said earlier. He wasn't aggressive in the fourth quarter. Now, part of it is, I don't even know if you'd want him to be aggressive in the fourth quarter, because if he starts going to the free throw line, because he's on a drive to the basket, you're going to lose a game that way because he has no confidence in that free throw stroke and shooting from the line. Nor should he necessarily, um, based off of his history and everything you know from there. But overall. This team could have wilted and they didn't, so you're seeing some resiliency that we haven't seen before, and then they kind of just handled the Pistons in overtime, going out on a big run. But the fact that they let it get to that spot in the first place, not great. They were just kind of passing the ball around, there was no real off-ball movement, and they were moving the ball just to more or less move the ball, which isn't a way to win the game. You've still got to remain aggressive. But they... Ended up winning. So I think there isn't a ton to read from this game with so many people out for the Pels. You just get this win. You don't even really watch the film of it very much and you just move on to the next one. That's what we're going to do here on this edition of Locked on Pelicans. So if you're excited about the LSU Tigers winning the national title, Ed O getting that and Joe Burrow, Locked on LSU is the place to be. Matt Moscone of ESPN Radio 100.3 FM here in New Orleans, 104.5 FM uh, in Baton Rouge is going to have you covered. He was there at the game. He is probably one of the best in the business here in the state as is, so you definitely want to give that a listen. I'm not even an LSU guy, and I'm very excited for them in this, so it's pretty cool to see so i'm for sure going to be tuning into the rest of the week to learn a little bit more about this team and their undefeated 15 and 0 i mean seriously uh run to the national title and the championship so locked on lsu wherever you get your podcast from Alright, wrapping up the show here since I think everyone's been a little bit more focused, including myself too, to an extent on the LSU victory and them winning the national title, but in some of the bigger news uh, yesterday and today is Zion Williamson going to be making his return very, very soon. Now we don't have anything official from the Pelicans yet, and certainly they want to see him go through another practice or two, and they've got time since the game isn't till Thursday, but it was tweeted out yesterday Yesterday by a guy named Mitch Lawrence, and I don't really know who this is, but he's got like 6,000 followers on Twitter, and he's a host on Sirius XM NBA Radio, so make of that what you will, and he tweeted out, saying, the Pelicans will know a lot more after practice this week, obviously, but it sure sounds like we'll get the long-awaited NBA debut of Zion Williamson on Thursday versus the Jazz. That's the plan, anyway, per sources. Now... Again, it's not one of your pals' people tweeting this out, so I don't know to what degree you should read this as gospel. And he's not verified, not that that really means anything either. Um, so make of it what you will. Will Guillory of The Athletic, good friend of the show here, came in and said nothing is official yet. They still want to wait and see and want him to go through another practice. And I trust Will and a guy like Andrew Lopez over anyone not those two guys are not Scott Kushner or not Christian Clark or anyone who's around the team on a daily basis because David Griffin does talk to these people pretty regularly. And so you would think if there was anything official, they would be the ones to kind of let you know. I've talked to people behind the scenes. I've heard it kind of be both. I've had someone be pretty confident. It was going to be Saturday. Others, more others seem pretty confident in Thursday. So it seems like we are for sure getting this, Um, one day this week, just what day is that? We do not know just yet. So Zion is going to be making his return in the next few days. Now, we don't know if he's going to be starting or come off of the bench, and I've heard that kind of go both ways, but I don't think it'll really matter. He's going to play about 20 minutes per game. But if you don't have tickets for either Thursday or Saturday, I'd recommend buying those now, probably because they're going to be a little bit cheaper right now, and then the ticket prices are going to kind of jump once we get an official announcement about his return. So it's coming soon. We'll probably get an update on it even more so. In the next day or two after he goes through a practice, likely on um, either today or tomorrow. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be, but he's making his return soon, and it's going to be awesome. We're finally going to get to see him out there during the regular season. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Congrats to LSU for being the 2020 college football national champions. And what has to go down is in the argument for best of all time team. They're really, really good. And it's fun seeing all the celebrating here. Um, And good win for the Pelicans too. Clearly they're having a good day and kind of turning things around. Don't forget the Twitch show, twitch.com slash Pelicans NBA on the fly coming back this week. Cannot wait. It's going to be a lot of Fun, so I hope you tune in. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at NOLAJAKE on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.